Welcome to Frickety Frack. We do talk back. Thank you for joining us in this episode. Hello, my name is Patrick and I'm Frack. Hello, my name is Jeff and I'm Frick. Frickety Frack, we do talk back is a show airing once a week where we will discuss different aspects of fandom and how they relate to the gospel. Now, we're going through the second half of the second season of My Hero Academia and we connect lessons from each episode to teachings in the Bible. Now, just as many of you are, we're also fans of other things as well. And so when we finish up the second season of My Hero Academia, uh, we'll go in a different direction and look at, and we could be look at anything ranging from anime, comics, video games, movies, or honestly, just anything we're fans of in general. We got the name of the show from our father who dubbed us Frick and Frack since we were kids. Alrighty, so we are covering the episode, Everyone's Internship. So this is the 19th episode of the second season. Uh, and so here we go. So this episode begins with Midoriya uh, still in the hospital recovering from his injuries from Stain. And he talks about how Todoroki and Ida have head out with Ida going back home to be um, taken care of by his mother and Todoroki going back to his internship with Endeavor. Uh, as he ponders the previous of the events with Stain. Uh, he wonders what everyone else is doing during their internship. So we see Bakugo and Best Genus patrolling the streets where Bakugo's pride about being recognized as a kid attacked by an ooze villain makes him yell at kids until they cry. Uh, we then see Uraka training with Gunhead uh, with close quarter combat, specifically knife training. Uh, Momo works with Uabami and thinks she might uh, that that hero might be a little out of touch with what it means to be one. Uh, Kirishima is on the ground cleanup with Fourth Kind. Uh, Jiro is with Death Arms helping raid um, a hostage situation. And then we see Asui uh, working with Sirius uh, cleaning Selkie's ship. And the two of them bond over discussing what it means to be a hero and discovering uh, and being on that journey when Selkie comes and berates them for slacking off. Uh, they explain that they'd already finished their jobs and Selkie apologizes and makes a weird cutesy face that only Sue finds adorable. Uh, Selkie and his crew get an emergency call out and the Oki Mariner, uh, their ship, and uh, roll out for the emergency. They come to find out that they are searching for stowaways that had taken cargo off their ship and uh, trying to find where they're hiding. Uh, so they start searching for the ship uh, through Selkie's quirk and the use of radar. Uh, they come across the ship and Selkie and others leave except Sirius and Froppy and one other. Uh, Selkie and his sidekicks get locked in the cargo hold uh, of the stowaway ship. Uh, Selkie communicates with Sirius and orders them to find the other ship. Uh, Froppy wonders why they won't rescue Selkie first, but Sirius reminds her to have faith in the captain's orders. They come across the ship and meet the villain in Smouth. Uh, the villain discovers Sirius's radio and wants Froppy to tell them everything's all clear, but she realizes what it means to be a hero and gives them the coordinates where they are. Uh, Selkie arrives in time to save them, and defeats them with help from Sirius. 
Sutel series. She was grateful for coming to this internship and figured out what is most important about being a hero. The Coast Guard thanked Selkie and his crew for the drug haul that they um, caught and retrieved. And then the Coast Guard personally thanks Froppy as well for her bravery and looking forward to working with her in the future when she becomes a pro. All right, so we have uh, some first appearances here. We have uh, Innsmouth and his crew, and also the first real introduction to Selkie and Sirius. Uh, and so if you are keeping with the anime, Selkie um, and Sirius uh, appear again much later in the, the anime, um, also part of another filler episode uh, that is a tie-in to the upcoming uh, third My Hero Academia movie. Um, and so that's that'll be fun. So he comes back and gets to see how Froppy has grown and her hero work uh, since then. So we get to see just kind of like what we saw in the beginning of the internship slash stain story arc. We got to see just a little bit more of what pro hero life is like uh, through the others. Like we saw, um, you know, best genus and Bakugo patrolling and uh, best genus, you know, being the constant teacher uh explaining to Bakugo why it's important to be patrolling. And he asks him, and Bakugo says, so we can beat up bad guys right there on the spot. And Best Genius is like, no. It's so that the people can know that we're here and give them reassurance. And Bakugo thinks to himself, well, that's just because you. I think you just like being recognized, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, then the community service of Kirishima um, is fun. You know, just kind of seeing them being like, oh, I can't believe we're cleaning. We should be punching. Just like Bakugo, they're probably thinking we should be punching bad guys because that's what we're good at. Um, uh, and so it's just interesting to see all that. Once again, seeing the the, the hero work and um, uh, just kind of reiterating that there's more to, you know, the, the villain stuff that we see. Um, in the show. And it, it, I always love that kind of stuff. And for me, uh, my, my favorite part is actually Bakugo on patrol with best genus. Uh, and it, he talks, you know, he, when he's having this conversation with best genus, like Patrick was talking about earlier, you know, he talks about how, you know, it's just like, Oh, you only do this because you like to get recognized. And then he gets right. And then Bakugo gets recognized and he thinks it's for something that he actually, you know, accomplished and was is pretty well known for the fact that he won the UA Sports Festival first year. And no, it's the kid that, re you know, recognized him somehow from being captured by a news villain and almost made him cry like a baby. And so that set uh, Bakugo off. And so if you watch this episode, uh, you'll notice if you've been watching these past few episodes, you'll notice that while Bakugo is with Best Genus, Bakugo's hair is a much tidier uh, and in a much more traditional hairstyle. But this ticks him off and causes his hair to uh, pop and return back to its normal spikiness. Uh, and so he then uh, goes off and tells those, you know, tells those dumb kids that. Uh, you know, you'll 
you won't be laughing at me when I'm number one. And so it was just, it, you know, it was, to me, it's just a funny moment um, that that happens there with Bakugo and dealing with best genist. Uh, something that I found interesting, this is kind of expands a little bit of the, of the hero world is that we see it both with death arms and Selkie that they both announce that they're pro heroes and that they're here to help and rescue things like that. But, um, you know, specifically Selkie has to announce, he announces to the, the stowaway ship is like, hi, you know, I am Selkie. I'm a pro hero and I have um, been off, you know, ordered to investigate and, um, and I'm here to, you know, look over your vessel, you know, inspect it, that kind of thing. And I just, I just thought that interesting because it, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, police and, and stuff have to do when they, you know, arresting and things like that. They have to kind of like, um, you know, there's that procedure to it. And so it's, for me, it's just one more, this is just one more mark about, you know, what Stain is talking about, with this hero society about how reliant we are on pro heroes and i mean think about this the coat the the coast guard hired them to find this vessel and it's just kind of to me it's just kind of amazing that they you know they had to outsource this to pro heroes where you know the coast guard is a military function now granted you know where the u.s and our militaries you know generally bigger than most everyone's so it might be a little bit different for japan but you would think that water defense i mean since it's, especially since it's an island nation um, you would think their water defense would be um a higher priority and so it's just interesting that you know this is just one more little thing about how reliant they are on heroes and so that's just kind of nice or not nice but it's, it's an interesting little kind of like if you're looking for it like you know when we're um looking at these episodes in a very critical way um you know we kind of see these patterns and it's just good to see how all of this there's just this constant laying of the foundation for the the main plot that is going to be throughout the series. Um, uh, and then one of the other last things for me that I, I found interesting in this episode, um, it's one of my, one of my favorite moments in this episode is that uh, at the end, when the Coast Guard is thinking Selkie and his crew, uh, the Coast Guard says like, Oh, I didn't know you got a new sidekick thinking that um, uh, Froppy is a, is a sidekick. Uh, he's like, oh, no, she's just an intern. And they're like, oh, well, I'm sorry for what we put you through. And Selkie's like, ah, don't treat her like a kid. Um, she's going to be a great hero one day. And, and I was like, I'll stick my reputation on it. And I was like, and so I got a little choked up when, you know, because it's always one of those things when the teacher, you know, is really proud of their students, those kind of things. Always, you know, is a good way to get me emotional um and then when the coast guard you know says like well you know what i look forward to working with you when you become a, a pro hero um one day and uses her hero name of froppy i was like i got all for, for clint so 
Um, as I've, as we said before, when we first started this, this podcast, um, Froppy is my favorite uh, character in My Hero Academia. And this is the episode that um, cemented that for me. Like I, I enjoyed her character um, and this, I love that she loved Selkie's um a d- ridiculous cute face because it's not cute uh, i mean Sirius is totally right it's ridiculous and not worth it you know it's it's not cute kids are making fun of you but like Oswe loves it and that was just you know adorable um uh and so anyway so this is so this is my you know my favorite i've you know thoroughly enjoyed it um watching it again all right, and so our Bible verse today comes from Titus. It is Titus chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. For an overseer, as God's steward, must be above reproach. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or a drunkard or violent or greedy for gain, but hospitable, a lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught, so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. Uh, So this, this Bible verse was taught or was chosen uh, because of one of the underlying themes of this episode was having faith in the captain and and specifically Selkie. Um, Because there was a couple different times when, when Oswe was, uh, was concerned about the decisions he made, you know, and one of them was when he gets captured uh, and he's, they, and he orders them to go to keep continuing searching for the ship. And also he's like, well, shouldn't we rescue him first? And she's like, no, we got to have faith. We got to trust the captain. He knows what he wants. He's doing. Um, And so that was one of those things where we was like, you need to, you know, trust he's got the experience. Uh, he, he knows what he's asking of us. Um, and so this is, this is the same kind of idea that, you know, for an overseer, now the, the, the Greek word for overseer in this scripture is called, is episcopus, which um, is Greek for bishop. Um, or overseer, depending on, you know, it's, they're both mean the same thing. Um, and so, you know, when it comes to, you know, church hierarchy and things like that, you know, bishop is usually a very high ranking position, um, if not the highest, depending on you know, being Methodist, the highest rank you can, you can obtain and be called to is a bishop. Um, and so, but, you know, as leaders in the church or as really kind of, you know, and if you're an ever in any position of authority uh, in leadership or teaching, anything like that, I, I think this is really good. Even if you're not some someone who's like a, a bishop or a pastor or a, anything like that, because we're all called to be leaders and teachers of the faith. Uh, just about, you know, how you do it, it's kind of up to you and between you and God. Because God's going to tell you, he's like, listen, I need you to teach in this way, um, those kind of things. But, you know, the author of Titus, you know, he gives us some good things, you know, we must not be above reproach. Uh, 
we, or we must be a proper approach. I apologize. Uh, he, he must not be arrogant or quick tempered or a drunkard or violent or greedy for gain. And those are all negative qualities that throughout scripture, the old and new Testament are qualities that God does not seek in people who are leaders or, or charged. Uh, you know, we can choose to be these things, uh, but that's not what God wants of his leaders. He wants to be hospitable, a lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. And that's that's super important for when people are trusting us to, to guide them properly or to be an example of what it means to be a Christian. It's really good um, to have those qualities so that if all else, that when people see um, you as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus Christ, it was like, you know what, we, I see the hospitality, I see the love, um, the self-control, the, the discipline, all of these positive character traits in each, in this follower. And so I, I hope, I encourage you to take, to, to take these traits on. And uh, my, my familiarity with these verses actually stems uh, that the, um, these, these were actually part of the, they weren't the only verses, but they were a part of the verses uh, in churches of Christ. Generally speaking, what they use is the, they, they use the term elder, which would be you know, interchangeable with overseer and uh, sometimes pastor. Um, and so what they um, would do, these would be some of the verses that they would do that they would hold accountable for people that would be nominated or that would feel themselves worthy of holding the title elder. And this was part of the verses that they would use to hold them to the men's character and to show, you know, to see if they would be worthy of being able to be considered somebody that would be uh, able to lead the church. Uh, so yes, these are definitely um, characteristics of somebody that is a follower of, of God, that these are definitely characteristics that you need to that you should aspire to you know when you look at these these things it's like are you are you like this and um and and if and in all honesty if, if there are some of these that you know like for instance you know if you when you talk with him is he air are they arrogant are they quick-tempered are they drunkard they violent or or greedy uh, you know these are the sort of things that you would need to bring up to the church and um, let let people know that are being a part of the process of selecting new uh, additional leadership for the church. If they meet these, like you need to talk to them and let them know, uh, because according to Paul, these are people that should not be uh, over an overseer of the church because they still need to continue to mature in their walk. Um, but again, it's it's the same thing. Like when you see Selkie, like one of the things that's you know funny with Selkie is that. He's in the process of trying to rip Sirius and Froppy a new one because he thinks they're being lazy. But in fact, they actually finished their work that he assigned them. And he he's shows uh, great maturity and leadership and that he recognizes that he messed up. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I assume that you guys were just kind of goofing off, but I'm proud of you for getting the work done, ready to, you know, ready to go out and do some work. Uh, so, again, this is a... Uh, 
these are these are characteristics of somebody that is a good leader and something that whether you're leading somebody in the church or a leader in the church or if you're just uh out in the you know doing stuff out in uh, the world these are characteristics that people they may not say some of this stuff outright as to what they look to as somebody that leads you but these are things that you need to that if you're truly wanting to lead people in a positive direction, these are characteristics you should hold to. One last thing with these verses, uh, I want to look a little bit at verse nine. Uh, it says he must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction and in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. Uh, and so for leaders of, of the faith, knowing God's word is so important and um, and necessary to, to teach because, you know, when you are a teacher of Christ, when you teach people about Christ, you will be held accountable for what you teach. And so, you, you know, you have to know the, the doctrine, you have to know the words, the word of God, so that when you teach it, you know, you're above reproach. We have all these um, uh, you know, the, all those qualities and that, um, and also, so when false teaching is showing up, you're able to rebuke it. Um, and so that's, you know, that's a big thing going on right now. Um, and, and difficult to, to deal with, but it's really important to, to live that word. And so even if you're not a Christian, you're listening to this podcast, um, the same thing goes for if you're, you know, if you are in a position of authority, you need to know your material so that you can teach it soundly. Um, or, or if you are a Christian, you you can apply this to work life outside of, um, outside of this. So if like you're a, someone who's uh, a master electrician and you've got some apprentices with you, you need to know your electrical stuff so you can teach your apprentices what it truly means to be an electrician, you know, those kind of things. Um, so, so this is, this is a really great scripture and a great episode for teaching about that, about the necessity of, of knowing what it means to be a leader and what you are supposed to do for people who are underneath you or, um, or in your care, those kind of things. So Jeff, how would you rate this episode? And I know we're going to be a little different on this episode, so be prepared i i honestly give this episode a three um it's a filler episode i mean it's, well i'm sort of a filler uh they greatly expound upon something that is not very long in the manga um and so for me you know i i honestly you know i i do enjoy froppy as a character but um and i, and I do like the, the little triangle of a relationship of mentor and with that Selkie has with serious and, and froppy. But I mean, I just kind of ho-hum uh, about it and is, you know, it was a pretty straightforward episode, nothing really all that mind blowing or, or anything like that about the episode. So, you know, it's just a very average episode um, without a whole lot going on um so so yeah sadly uh, i give it a three that's fine 
Um, you're just dead to me. Um, I kid. Um, uh, you know, for me, I give, you know, as I said, this is the episode that made me really love the Oswee character. Um, so for me, this is, um, I want to give it a five, but I have to go, I have to go 4.5 on this just because, you know, you know, what you said, Jeff is true. I mean, it's a, it's a little bit of a ho-hum episode. Uh, I mean, it is filler. Um, uh, because this, the stuff that goes on in here is, is when we get to the next episode, we'll, you know, basically that's what happened in the manga, what happens in the next episode. And this is just the explanation expanding upon that, just so you can see this stuff a little bit more. But anyways, um, so I would say it's about, this is 4.5 just because it is great. It is so much fun for me because, you know, like I said, I'm a big froppy fan. Um, uh, just to see her shine. Uh, but like, like you said, it's, it is ho-hum, um, straightforward. There weren't a lot of stakes really involved. Um, but it, it was, it was a lot of fun for me. Like I, even though it was a ho-hum plot, it was a lot of fun. Um, I thought I always enjoy myself when I watch this episode. Yeah. And I, and I will say one, the one thing that I do enjoy about this, I mean, I, I would guess the one thing about this episode that is slightly out of the ordinary is, is Froppy doesn't do the very tired trope of a hero when Sirius is captured by the villain uh, he, she's supposed to go over the radio and tell everybody that, oh, we didn't find anybody um, in order to save Sirius's life. Froppy says, screw you. I'm going to let them know where you are because I trust the captain. Um, yeah. So uh, the, that might have been like the only real surprise about this episode. Yeah. That, when I, you know, we're not. Yeah. When I, when I saw this episode, for the very first time, all all the whenever ago that was, um, I thought person what I thought Froppy was going to do, she was going to do what Insmouth said, but would like put in like a code for Selkie to get him there. But she was like, nope. She straight up just said, "Come here." <laughs> right. Uh, so, so props to her for that. For. And, you know, props to the writers for this episode for not doing that very tired trope. Um, but anyways, so anybody with uh, questions for us about any biblical lessons that we've talked about in this episode, or if you have questions for anything else uh, dealing with anything ranging from anime, comics, uh, just anything in, in general, feel free to please reach out to us at talkback at gmail.com. Or reach out to us on Twitter at FrickityF or at FrickityFrack on Instagram and Facebook. Remember that God loves you, we love you, and to go beyond plus ultra.